Welcome to the Equipping You in Grace podcast, hosted by Dave Jenkins. The Equipping You in Grace podcast is a podcast about helping Christians develop a biblical worldview in a conversational tone about issues inside and outside the church. Now, for today's episode, let's join our host, Dave Jenkins. So welcome back to the Equipping and Grace podcast. My name is Dave, and today I have with me Peter. Peter, uh, Peter, welcome to the Equipping and Grace podcast, brother. Thank you. It's great to be with you, Dave. Yeah, it's good to have you. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about yourself, your life, marriage, ministry, and your current ministry products and those kind of things? Yep. So uh, my name is uh, Peter Orr. I am currently living in Sydney, Australia. Uh, teaching at Moore Theological College. Uh, I'm originally from Northern Ireland, although I've lived in a few different places. So my accent is not kind of pure Northern Irish. It's got a bit bit of everything, really. Mm-hmm. Uh, married to Emma, and we have four uh, four sons, uh, all, almost all teenagers. The youngest is is twelve, and mm-hmm. um, yeah, b- became a Christian growing up in Northern Ireland. Heard the gospel. Uh, you know, the culture there was very very Christian. Sort of heard the gospel growing up and. Mm. Uh, part of becoming a Christian was yeah re- reading the Bible and um, yeah so very thankful to be in a ministry where I'm teaching the Bible uh, mm. to our students and equipping them to uh, to go out and be pastors and missionaries to teach other people God's word uh, mm. so yeah it's a great job that I enjoy a lot that's wonderful so you're do you play golf you know you're you're Irish. Uh, do, do you play? Well, yeah, I, I don't. My my father is a big golfer. Uh, he plays at the same course uh, that Rory McIlroy. Hollywood. Know. I think it's Hollywood. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he McIlroy is from Hollywood, but he plays at Royal County Don, which okay, yeah, um, yeah. My my father tells me uh, is the best golf course in the world, and you know has been voted that by, and he points out American golf magazines voted as the best golf course in the world. So yeah, yeah. Who am I to who am I to disagree with? Uh, <laughs> it's it's one of the best, yeah, for sure, for sure. So yeah, well, cool, cool, man. Well, it's good to good to get to know you a little bit, and thank you for sharing about yourself. Can you uh, tell us about this this book? It's a really important topic. Fight for your pastor. Practical ways to support and care for your pastor, why you wrote it, and how you hope it will be received. Yeah, so my my job here at Moore College, uh, I'm training um, men who will go out to be uh, pastors. Uh, also, we, we train women, you know, who go to be uh, chaplains, school chaplains, missionaries, uh, Christian workers. But mm. particularly in talking to friends who are uh, particularly senior pastors, I think... Um, you know, the role of the senior pastor has always been a role that's seen a lot of pressure. But I think over the last uh, few years, uh, the way the culture is shifting and perhaps the pandemic of the last few years, I've noticed that my friends who are pastors seem to be under uh, a lot more pressure than previously. A lot of them are even considering not, not giving up the faith, thankfully, but, you know, leaving pastoral ministry. And so I wrote a book to try and encourage church members to be intentional in encouraging, caring for, supporting uh, their pastors. I think sometimes even even those of us who might not 
think we cause trouble for our, our pastor, don't actually intentionally try to encourage him. So the, the book is just a short little book to try and um, yeah in, encourage us as congregation members to do that for our pastors. Yeah, I'm, I'm not a pastor, but I do pulpit supply. And so a lot of my friends are, you know, close friends are pastors. And I can tell you, you know, even even one of my mentors is like he'd been doing ministry almost 40 years. And, uh, you know, he recently passed away and went to be with the Lord, but um, in the last year, but, you know, he was like, Dave, it's like, you don't even want to be in pastoral ministry right now. It's, it's, it's the hardest thing ever. It's the hardest time yeah. in ministry, yeah. you know, with COVID. Yeah. And so we, they, and, and I think even, I felt like even before that, like, there's a need for more resources, more t- conversation about. And and there is some conversation about this, but it needs to be brought more to the forefront. Um, and it's something that I'm definitely yep. really passionate about. So, yeah, well, definitely. What, are, definitely. what are some ways that we can care? Church members can care for their pastor. Yeah, um, I, I think three 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 simple ways uh, would be to uh, to pray for them. And not just to give lip service, but to actually pray genuine, thoughtful prayers for your pastor. Mm-hmm. The New Testament is full of example prayers where Paul prays for the churches. We could pray for some of those sort of things for our pastors, pray for them, their families, mm-hmm. if they have one. Pray that they would remain faithful to the Lord. Pray that they'd be able to deal with criticism. You know, if you just sit down and think for 10 minutes and you, you could have a list of things to pray for your pastor. Mm-hmm. And, and I think tell your pastor that you're praying for him. And say, you know, brother, just a little message, like a a, a, a a text message or an email. Just, you know, brother, I'm just praying for you. I'm, you know, praying this prayer from, you know, Philippians 1 or, or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then that leads on to the second one, which is encourage, you know, intentionally encourage your pastor. Um, again, we, uh, you know, encourage means not criticizing. Maybe we'll get to this later when you, you have to maybe raise something with your pastor. But I think so often... We just fire off criticisms because we're a bit grumpy or we don't like uh, something and we're not intentional and careful. Yeah. And so not just don't criticize, but positively encourage, thank, express your thanks to your pastor. Um, You know, they're, they're serving, they're serving you, they're serving the Lord. So yeah, encourage them Mm. and then uh, be generous. And I think that's generous financially as a church to support your pastor so that he's not kind of worrying I reckon, you know, err on the side of being too generous. And then, you know, it's up to him under the Lord to, you know, to if he he wants to give some of the money back to the church, that, that's on him. But, you know, give him that problem rather than the problem of, you know, how am I going to make things, you know, I'm really under pressure in the ministry and I'm pressure under pressure financially. Now, obviously, different churches have different contexts and abilities to to give, but those would be three general areas, you know, pray, encourage, and be generous, but be intentional. Mm. Um, you know, more than just, oh, you know, bless the pastor or, you know, thanks for the sermon, pastor, you know, tr- try and be a bit more intentional than that. Yeah. 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 That's really good. You know, the, I, I agree with all those things. All those things are really good. Probably two things that I might add to that are, are just asking, you know, you know, Sunday is really not the best day to ask, but, you know, if they're free and it looks yeah. like they're not too busy to say, hey, um, brother, how can I be praying for you? 
or shoot him a text or yeah. email would yeah. be probably even be better. Yeah. And something I do is I'll yeah. just say a quick word, if especially on like communion Sunday or whatever, I'll just go up and say, Hey, yeah. thank you for being an instrument of the word, you know? And those are, those are things like, yeah. you know, you better mean that first off, but it really yeah. will encourage, you know, the person that's preaching, especially the pat your pastor. Um, yeah. You know, cause yeah. they're, they're spending. And, and I think, yeah. Yeah, I think try to be specific as well. So, you know, when you hear a sermon, um, say, you know, uh, I find that application at the end really kind of hit home with me. And I'm going to go away and I'm going to think about that. Thank you. know, thanks for that. Or, you know, thanks for your explanation of verse 33. I've kind of wrestled with that verse for ages and I've never really understood. But I think you really help, you know, so try and be specific so that they they know that it's the work that they're doing is is, you know, is yeah. is bearing fruit and, and and landing with at least at least some people in the church yeah yeah that's really good brother that's really good you know one of the one of the subjects that i'm i'm really concerned about is church members being a friend to their pastor i know that there's yep. lots of different takes ex- ways that this can take so you know go however you want with this but what are some ways church members can be a friend to their pastor or their pastor yeah, I think, I think be thoughtful in that. Um, you know, uh, the the church, the pastor can't be friends with everyone in the congregation. Uh, and in a sense, you know, you you've got to be. If you love your pastor, mm. and you want what's best for your pastor, and you want your pastor to have friends, and and to be well cared for. Now, if the pastor has a kind of wide network outside of out of outside of the church, then maybe. He'll find that most of his kind of um, dawn time, relaxing time might be with those outside of the church. And that's okay. Maybe you'd love it if you had more friends within the church. But um, I, yeah, just love is the principle and, and wanting what's best for your pastor. And, mm. you know, what's best for your pastor is that he has encouragement. He has friends. And, you know, you, you might be that person, but but you might not be. And that's not because your pastor hates you or whatever. It's just you might not click with him. You might not be the sort of, and and that's okay and be all right with that. Um, so yeah, I, I think tr- try not to be too sort of, um, right. I'm going to be the pastor's friend and we're going to hang out on, you know, his day off. You know, if your pastors are on the, you know, some pastors are more introverted, some pastors are more extroverted, you know, some pastors, you know, ideal day off would be, you know, going fishing with buddies from church and another pastor that might be his absolute worst nightmare. And you know, he just wants to sit and read a book in a coffee shop. So to be be a friend means, you know, just be open, available for as much contact as the as the pastor wants. Um, because it it is they they need friends, but they don't necessarily need you to be their friend. And it's a little bit of a you know, it's a bit self centered if we think you know I've got to be the pastor's friend. So. Yeah. Yeah, those yeah. are just a few random thoughts. <laughs> no, that's that's really good. And I think, you know, just touching on that, I've been on both sides of the coin. I've been, you know, the one of the pastor's closest friends. Uh, and then I've we've been in churches where I don't really know the pastor other than we exchange an yep. occasional, you know, joke and he usually gets me um really good it's like oh man the pastor got me really good i'm like i'm never going to do that again yeah uh which doesn't usually happen very often but it's happened a few times where i'm like whoo that was uh that was a good one uh but uh no i think that's really good and just being like super 
you know, like we're talking about on Sunday is the busiest day for the pastor. So don't, you know, don't take up too much of the time, but, you know, don't feel like, hey, if you need to talk, you know, maybe say, hey, can we meet? You know, because it really yep. is their busiest day, especially yeah. if we're talking about like a, a if you're at a church where there's only one pastor and you have a couple hundred people. I mean, everybody wants to talk to hit that guy. So just yeah. kind of like if you're in a meeting, a business meeting, and you're that guy that everybody wants to talk to, put yourself in that shoes. And that's yep. what you're, you know, just put your pastor, just think about that. If you were that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So, well, you were, you were mentioned about criticism and. Oh man, there's a lot of ways that we can, you know, kind of go veer wrong in this. Um, and I've I've heard quite a few of those, unfortunately. But how should uh, church members approach their pastor with concern about their preaching? Slowly, um, I think that that the temptation is um, to fire off. So I, I read an article once that said uh, re- recently, sorry, that um, talked about. Criticism for preaching. Uh, when this uh, brother started his pastoral ministry, he said, uh, "You know, you might get a letter, you know, a week after you preached about the sermon." Uh, whereas today, uh, you can even get a text message while you're preaching criticizing your ser- your sermon. Mm. Um, so, yes. I, I think um, you know, examine your heart. Uh, you don't want to have a critical spirit. You don't want to grumble. But if for instance, your pastor consistently, you know, is not preaching the word. I think you don't go in there all guns blazing. You humbly, slowly, and carefully, you know, raise it, raise it with him. I mean, you just spoken about Sunday. Probably Sunday just after he's preached is not the best day. You know, can I can I have a a meeting um, to to catch up? And you know, even that that's gonna that that you know that sort of email sends fear into a pastor's heart. Um, so maybe just say, look, I, I just wanted to chat to you a few, a uh, few questions and, and thoughts about your preaching. Can we, can we, um, can we catch up, you know, do it thoughtfully, humbly. And, um, yeah, that, that I think that's, you know, uncomfortable. None of us like those kind of conversations, but that needs to happen. You know, if, if they're preaching, may, maybe have a conversation with someone, if you can, this would be the ideal, you know, Someone, a, friend, a Christian friend outside of the church, say, "Can you listen to a couple of these sermons? What do you think?" And if they say, "Yeah, that's not great. He's just not really preaching the Bible," then yeah. So slowly, I think, I think social media and today make you know we criticize so quickly, um, and you know, you know, be slow to criticize, slow to speak, quick to listen, and that's that's a principle. And if you're known in someone in, in the church as someone who's slow to, you know, slow to criticize, then when you do bring these things up, they'll have extra weight. Whereas if you're known as someone who just fires off at every, you know, anything that goes wrong that's less than perfect, you fire off, then your 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 criticisms are not going to have much weight. That's uh, yeah, that's, that's really good. And then and then I think as well, put yourself again in your sh- in their shoes you're sitting with your boss and you're getting criticism about your performance. Do you want them to go off on you, you know, and blast off on you? So maybe, maybe put there and then maybe have one specific thing like you were mentioning earlier. Yep. Hey, you know, I, I'm just, and maybe even phrase it like this. Hey, as you're preaching the Bible, I'm just wondering as you're doing this, I've noticed this. 
what do you what do you think yeah. what, what is your like thought process about that so you're giving them the benefit yeah. of the doubt yeah. and you're phrasing it more as a question rather than um <laughs> yep hey guess what uh brother uh when you're preaching i i have an issue with x number of things and so you're giving them a ball yeah i'm like do you yeah. then then i'm just like hey do you want to hear that when your boss sits next to you and you have that yearly yeah. performance yeah, yeah. review and you're going down they're going down your all your feelings um and that's exactly what you're doing with your pastor and it's just not it's not helpful yeah I think it's also important to not fall into the trap of comparing your pastor's preaching to your favorite internet preacher, um, you know, whoever that might be, uh, because your favorite internet preacher probably, uh, you know, is a pastor of a very big church with a staff team. He's probably can have a lot more time dedicated to, to you know, time in the word. Perhaps if you go to a small church, your pastor is, um, you know, has spent a lot of the week counseling a a family who are on the on the brink of, of breaking up and you know a lot of his emotional energy has gone into kind of helping them to stay together as a couple or maybe someone's you know child has fallen away and and started to act in a really you know terrible way and the pastor's been you know spending you know four evenings at at that family's house caring for them and you know he's got to his sermon on Friday morning and he's exhausted and that's his day off just so just again, as you said, uh, Dave, you know, put yourself in your in your pastor's shoes, but just just and that's why I say slowly, you know, and, and you know, a, a, every pastor, uh, except my pastor, if he's listening, has, you know, bad, bad Sundays. Um, now, even my pastor would say he has, you know, he has bad Sundays where the sermon is not great. And that's because of the week that he's, he's had. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, you, yeah, you, you want to be slow um, and, and gracious and just be gracious and forgiving, you know, forgiveness. Is not just for the big ticket things. Forgiveness is for the the bad sermon. You know, okay, well, that wasn't his great greatest sermon, mm. but we, we move on. Yeah. Sometimes there's a there's a there's a single and there's a double, there's a triple to use this analogy, and then there's it's been used over and over again, right? You know what I'm talking about. And then yeah, there's I'm, the whole I'm, I'm imagining that's a base as a yeah, baseball, that's a baseball analogy. Bouncy. Yeah, American so, baseball. Yeah. So yeah. for any for any uh, any Commonwealth listeners who are more into cricket, sometimes there's a yeah, single, yeah, yeah. there's a four, and there's a six. So there you go. Yeah, there you go. There we go. We're we're contextualizing here. Even. Yep. That's great. That's great. <laughs> you know, and and just like something my wife does when I do pulpit supply, she'll say, "Look, uh, I want to share some thoughts," and I'm like, "Okay, this this will this will be a uh, this will be interesting." My wife is going to share thoughts. And uh, but she's always so thoughtful and and encouraging. Um, but then she'll finish her her thoughts. Sometimes they're short. Sometimes they're well. We know what they are. You know they're yeah. they're long, <laughs> and that's yeah. okay too. She has lots of thoughts. But then she'll stop yeah. and she'll she'll stop. Sometimes she'll be like, "I just appreciate the fact that you listened." You know, and uh, that kind yeah. of approach goes a long way with people too. So. Well, brother, how can church members encourage their pastor in his faithful preaching of the word? Yeah, I mean, this would be the um, positive kind of part of what we just said. Um, and I, I think um, in, in be intentional and be specific. So don't just assume if he preached a good sermon, you don't need to say anything. Tell him. Tell him that he preached a good sermon and then tell him why you thought it was a good sermon. Be specific. I really love the way you took us through the passage. I, I really understand that passage. And I, I really love the way that you 
spoke to this sin that I'm struggling with or, or whatever it might be. So intentional and specific. Mm. I think we fall down on both of those. We, we're not intentional. We just, um, we don't say anything. And when we do, we make it vague. Thanks for the sermon, pastor. That was great. Mm. That's better than, you know, criticism, but it's not yet. Yeah. So I would say be intentional and be specific. That's good. You know, uh, in in America, they have a lot of uh, studies out on burnout, and they're so mm-hmm. uh, for somebody that's a friend of pastors that cares about pastors that wants to be there for them and uh, encourage other Christians to be there. They're really sad. So, how can we encourage our pastor to to care for themselves, to care for their family, you know, um, and to fight burnout? Yeah, yeah. Again, I think. I think particularly uh, the depending on your church structure, your elders, you know that they, they need to be aware of the pastor's health. It's you know what I said earlier about being generous, being generous with um, you know the finances as much as you can as a church. Be generous with time, giving them time off, and um, you know not to sort of think, well, you know, I only get you know two weeks holiday a year. Uh, but yeah, the, the pastor kind of just bears a lot of kind of a, a lot of emotional burdens, and so trying to be as generous as as they can, encourage them to go to conferences where they can be fed, perhaps give them a um, a you know uh, a, a study allowance so they could do some study because that that just kind of helps them um, grow, um, and then you know protecting their day off. Um, and, and just you know, know know your pastor, and don't 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 impose, and don't don't be offended if you know. Let's say Friday is your pastor's day off, and you invite him and his family over for dinner on Friday night, and and he says, "Oh, you know, I, I, we're not going to make it," but because that that's his family time, that's his day off. Um, so, yeah, again, just be thoughtful, be thoughtful um, about your pastor, and uh, you know, you you know, you you might have a job where you're spending all week kind of. Uh, working in a factory or whatever, and then you want to spend time with people uh, in your day off, your your pastor more likely than not just wants, he loves his congregation, but he just needs time away, you know, uh, you know, holidays, days off, just to to recharge so that he can go back and, and, and love them. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, that, those would be a few ideas. Yeah, I think that's really, really good, brother. Well, this question is a um, this next question is a pressing question. It's a question that I think that we have to talk about with a lot of care. And it's um, how should mm. church members handle a situation where their pastor hurts or sins against them? Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. We need to be very careful about this and we need to think about I think we can categorize three different types of thing the pastor might do. Mm. Uh, at, at at one end is the the um, uh, the things that are cr- crimes, basically. You know, so if 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 the pastor has been accused of uh, sexual abuse, or you know, some kind of, or you know, even uh, you know, doing stuff with the the, the, the finances, or you know, and, and something like that, that's cr- a crime. You've got to inform. Um, you've got to inform the police. And you've got to inform the denominational authorities. And in one sense, then 
after that, you, you, you pray for your pastor. You don't assume that he's guilty, but you, you know, you pray for him, but you've got to just, it, it's out of your hands. And there's been so much damage and destruction caused by churches trying to handle those sort of things in house. Uh, sometimes people sort of say, well, one Corinthians six, you know, says don't, don't go to courts, but one Corinthians six is talking about what we might call as civil cases, people suing one another for, um, uh, you know, broken. Well, I, I don't know exactly, but you know, it's, it's civil, civil cases. Whereas, you know, Romans 13 is talking about, you know, the criminal and it says that it's the state that deals with crime. So you've got to, you've got to inform the, the police, you've got to inform um, the mm. denominational authorities. Yeah. Then, then we might say things that are not illegal, um, but kind of mean that they shouldn't really continue in ministry. So adultery, you know, adultery, you go to the police, the police are going to, you know, not be interested in adultery, but <laughs> yeah. adultery means that they can't, if, if, if it's true, it means they can't, um, continue in ministry. And again, we've got to, we've got to inform the, um, uh, denominational authorities in that case. So the, the elders have to deal with it. And, you know, in that category then would also be spiritual abuse. Yes. And that that's where it's kind of, it's messy. And I think a good principle is, you know, we, we assume that both sides are telling the truth and I know that's really hard to do. So the pastor says, I didn't abuse, I didn't spiritually abuse the person. The person says, yes, you did. You know, in, in a sense, we, we leave it to the denominational authorities or the elders, depending on our, our polity to, to kind of process that we as congregation members pray for both parties and in a sense, try to relate to both parties as if they're telling the truth and not, mm -hmm. and not, we don't, you know, we let the process that, you know, is laid out in the, in scriptures of, you know, one Timothy and Matthew, we let the process kind of continue. We don't prejudice the process. We don't kind of jump, jump to conclusions. Mm -hmm. So that's the kind of middle category. The third category would be, uh, you know, your pastor is tired on a Sunday morning and is a bit short with you. Or your pastor, you've sent an email and your pastor, you know, forgets to respond to the email. It's the sort of, those are the sort of things that happen in any relationship. You know, I'm sure you can think of your friends or your family members, you know, that we, we do things that we, where we let each other down. And that is where forgiveness comes in. That's where we have to forgive one another. We have to, you know, we, um, that the, the Bible will talk about sort of bearing or covering over sins, not, not in the sense of, you know, ignoring those big ticket sins that we talked about, but those kind of little issues that get in the way of relationships. You just got to, you got to forgive and say, yeah, my pastor was tired today. You know, I'm a bit hurt. That was, a, you know, that comment was unnecessary. You know, if that happens all the time, then maybe that's the case for the, the kind of conversation. But if it's just a one-off, well, you, you forgive you remember that you're a sinner, that you've done just as bad things and, and you move on. Sorry, that's a very long answer, Dave, for a, a very good question. But I think thinking about the, the kind of category of what we might say sin, you know, illegal needs to go to the police, yeah. you know, uh, disqualifying for ministry needs to be handled properly, uh, you know, in a process. And then this sort of, yes, it's a sin. It's a sin if you're, 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 your pastor kind of is short with you on a Sunday morning, but it, it, it the only way it could be dealt really is by yeah is by forgiving forgiving and moving on yeah yeah i think that especially the spiritual abuse thing i think that's a really good you're not you're not assuming that the person who is making the accusation is right and the pastor is is not i mean yeah. you can't you can't immediately rush it's like um 
And, and one thing that I think having experienced that and having gone to the pastor, probably in an overly aggressive fashion, um, and him shutting down, I think, I think talking with another pastor at that point, before yep. you go to him and getting some perspective yep. and being like, Hey, I'm not tattling on him. I'm just like, Hey, this is my experience. It's happened. Yep. This is this, 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 and being like, Hey, this, these things happened. Um, I feel like I've been spiritually abused. Uh, can we have mm -hmm. a larger conversation? Um, unfortunately in this case, in my case, um, what happened was the person that I would have gone to, um, was also doing it. So it, it gets mm -hmm. a little, like you said, it gets a little, these aren't like, mm -hmm. this is why I talk about a cookie cutter approach, um, mm -hmm. to, to yep. these types of yep. things. We can't, there's not a, there's not a one size fits all solution, no. even, you know, and like you said, I really appreciate that the, the approach because, um, there are a lot of people who have been spiritually abused and they need to have that avenue to know yep. that, you know, it's safe to go to your pastor. Um, if you've had like my sort of situation where, you know, you kind of have the good old boys club as elders, it, it it's still important to have yeah. the conversation, unfortunately, as it's going to yep. be hard and it's going to be really uncomfortable and you're going to yeah. mess up, you know, and, yep. uh, you know, yep. they might not listen, but you still have to say something. Something has to be said. Yep. Um, yep. And if they're not going to listen or anything or do anything like the steps that you outline, then it's time to unfortunately probably step away. If there's no yep. denomination, um, in case of yep. where I was, there was no denomination to step in. There wasn't anybody yep. to, to deal with that. And you know what? That's OK to step aside um, and yep. to find something yeah. else, too. So yeah. there's there's a lot of um, there's a lot of factors, uh, you know, so when people are you know, wrestling with hurt and pain, you know, um, it really does. It, it, it hurts. These things yep. hurt the, the, the name of Christ. They hurt the church. Yep. Um, yeah, they absolutely. should hurt us. And we should, we, you know, we may not even know that these things are happening in our churches and that's okay. Um, but if somebody does come to you and share something, you know, do what you said, you know, give the benefit of the doubt. You don't know their side. You know, this person's side. Yep. And so if you're entering into conflict in the church with somebody or whatever, you don't know their side. You may not know their story. You may not know everything. So, you know, maybe you want to talk to the pastor or bring in somebody. And the, the principles that you're outlining are applicable to not just those things that you're talking about with pastors, but just our life with one another. Yep. Too. It's, it's really, really important. Yeah. Yep. Anything you want to say about that, brother? No, I think I think you. I mean, spiritual abuse is really complex and messy, and I, I deal with it a bit in the book. And uh, I know personally people who have been abused by their pastors, and then I know pastors who have been accused um, and been innocent. And so it is. It is messy, and often it's it's messy for those of us who are bystanders i mean it's on you know you, you you've had a ter terrible experience directly but you know when you're a bystander it's complex and you just have to be very careful that you don't um short circuit the process and jump to conclusions um so i tell the story in a book of a, a pastor who was accused um accused uh, exonerated uh, by an internal committee then 
the accuser appealed to a third party organization who exonerated um, the pastor and they still weren't happy and they went to a you know they wanted to kind of keep it going and the, and the pastor in the end resigned uh because it was so you know so hard so it 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 is just seems to be a, you know it's a cultural moment we're in it's complex um you know I, I, could, I could tell stories of equally of people you know assistant pastors and congregation members really uh damaged by the abuse of their their pastors so it, it it is complex it is an area the devil i think is you know really using and as Christians, as, as it's up to us, we need to be very, very careful and cautious and prayerful. Yeah. That's really a good word, brother. Well, where can people go more to find out more about you on social media or otherwise, or if you're not on social media, just a website or something? Like yeah. That. So I, um, as I mentioned earlier, I work at Moore Theological College in Sydney. So you can uh, Google more college and I've got a faculty page and you can find we, we have lots of resources, um, kind of sermon, chapel sermons and uh, articles and things like that. Um, I occasionally tweet. Um, oh, yeah. uh, but you know, my, 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 my tweets are more, uh, you know, about kind of uh, cricket and, uh, mm -hmm. you know, things like that. So you might not, <laughs> yeah, there's the, the odd thing that I tweet that's, um, uh, you know, relevant. So I think, yeah, if you just Google Peter or Twitter and uh, yeah, hopefully cool. you'll find the, the right one. Um, <laughs> but yeah, yeah. That's um, that's yeah. Great, so that, that'd be the best place to go. Well, uh, <laughs> you know, as we, uh, as we wrap up and, uh, conclude this interview, Peter, uh, there's always just so much to talk about and that's really true with everything that we've talked about today. Can you give it just a few takeaways as we wrap up this conversation? I, think my big takeaway would be uh, I want people to be thoughtful. Uh, I think, you know, this this kind of present moment, we, everything's instant. We react. Tw Twitter makes us react, you know, instantaneously. But as Christian people, we want to be thoughtful, prayerful, careful. And how and and so in this case, you know, we've just spoken a little bit about it, but I think more generally, how we how we relate to our pastor, we need to be thoughtful. We need to think about his needs, not just our own. We need to try and think about what he's going through. Uh, so when we're frustrated, try and you know think you know in in his shoes, but just be thoughtful. How can I support him without you know smothering him or whatever? Um, you know, how can I prayerfully encourage him? love him, support him. Um, when something happens that's not ideal, how am I going to respond? I'm not going to respond instinctively. I'm going to respond thoughtfully and carefully and prayerfully. So mm. yeah, that, that'd be, that'd be, yeah, be, be thoughtful. Yeah. That's a, that's a really good answer, brother. And thank, thank you. <laughs> you. Uh, yeah. Very good. Very good. Very good counsel. Well, guys, we've been talking today with uh, my new brother, and friend uh, Peter Orr about his book, Fight for Your Pastor, Practical Ways to Support and Care for Your Pastor. This is a very important, I think that this is one of the most important things. And there's a lot of important things that we could talk about. This is one of the most important things I think we could talk about as it pertains to um, the, the health of the church. You know, I'm a guy that believes in the plurality of elders. And so, you know, where the leadership goes that's where the health mm. of the church is going to go and so we have to have this conversation and so i'm i'm very thankful that you've written this book 
and for this conversation and praying that uh, people will be helped by this conversation, brother. So thank you for your time. Thank you very much, Dave. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Equipping You and Grace podcast. If you enjoyed it, please subscribe, rate us on the app, and share this with your friends and family on social media. If you want to find us on social media, you can find us on Twitter at Servants of Grace, on Instagram at Servants of Grace, or by searching at Servants of Grace on Facebook. You can also find this episode and many others like it on the front page of our website, servantsofgrace.org.